We're live. This is Shock Monkey Radio. I'm the Madman. Who are you? I'm Hill Hippie. And EK's over there in the corner. He's got dad duty today, so. Master doing his thing. Yeah, absolutely. He's, uh, is that like a new cologne or something, EK? Because, I mean, I, when you walk in the room, there's this, like, musky scent of virility coming off of you that that I'm just astounded by. It's I mean, It's probably a combination of sweat from work and baby shit because I haven't been able to shower in three days. Well, it's absolutely it's absolutely <laughs> wonderful. I mean, I'm straight, but I mean, I'm uh, getting some tendencies, getting some tendencies. I'll tell you what, having a two-year-old runs you ragged. Yeah, I'm sure. And uh, You're yeah, doing an excellent job at that, by the uh, way. Thank you, thank you. It's uh, I, I am thankful that uh, I have these moments where, you know, I can pee. It's usually between 10 p.m. and 11 p.m. when he's falling asleep, and right before I pass out, where I could just pee by myself, in, yeah, in quiet, without wondering if the door is gonna fling open behind me. Yeah, Bye, da, da. the older oh, he Jesus. gets, the less I want to poop here. <laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> it's amazing how people who don't have kids don't understand just how important it is that two minutes in the bathroom <laughs> yes. by yourself is is paradise. Even if it comes at the very end of the day, right before you go to bed, just. Oh, finally. I'm just going to sit here just a little bit longer. <laughs> you know, uh, I know I just came in here to pee, but, but I'm going to sit down. <laughs> you know, people tend to make that uh, sound when they yeah. take their urination or their ab- daily ablutions. But that uh, just comes from a parent who's doing it in complete solitude for the first time. I don't... I don't what? I don't know if I sigh as much as I softly weep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a father. Oh God, what have I done? I'm so tired. Why didn't I pull out? I'm gonna have to raise a kid, and everything. He's gonna blame everything on me. (laughs) I gotta pay for his therapy bills in thirty years. Oh well. Oh wait, I'm gonna gonna go take care of him. Okay. That means I'm twelve years away from having to pay for it with my kid. Oh yeah. Exactly. That's that's a bummer, man. That's a bummer. So, greetings from Shock Monkey Radio. I'm the Madman with the Hill Hippie. Uh, what'd you do this weekend, man? <coughs> oh, excuse Cough. me. Cough? I picked up, uh, not a bug, but some sort of allergen that's been bugging the crap out of me. Started Thursday or Friday, and I just, without Zyrtec, I can't function for some uh, reason. And I, the type, I don't take over-the-counter medication hardly ever. I mean, it, yeah. sinuses were just so blocked up in the front. I couldn't breathe through my nose. I was getting headaches. Wanted to punch everybody I saw in the face. It, it wasn't a good combination. Then I worked Saturday on top of that. And Sunday, what was Sunday? Oh, Sunday, I went and spent the day with my brother and my sister-in-law. Right. Working on putting together my, what will eventually be under uh, underpriced from what they want to sell in the stores, but my... Probably spending around five hundred dollars on this piece of uh, laboratory equipment that I'm assembling. It's a an air cleaner, an air scrubber, for lack of better terms. If it's called a laminar flow hood, uh, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, it, it's an it's something nice. It'll help me do my mycology work a, a lot better. Oh, excellent! But it, we didn't get to finish it because. About halfway through it, or three quarters of the way through it, we changed the whole plan on it. So now I gotta get more parts for building the box, but it's gonna look fucking sweet. I'm good. I'm get, glad you're getting some progress done on that. Anything else? I uh, again, I worked Saturday, so Saturday was a uh, was a shot in the dark, shot in the foot, whatever you want to fucking call it. I got you. Well, uh, I also worked this weekend. Nothing eventful happened. It's kind of my favorite type of weekend. Nothing happens. Uh, yesterday is kind of really my weekend because it's a day off. I don't really have to think about doing any shows, and but I do. That's when I do uh, videos, and I made a couple of videos and uh, uploaded them to YouTube yesterday. Search the Madman lowercase. Go check them out. You're talking about whipping out your wang. What? 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 Yep. The there's a video, yeah, a show you weren't here, and uh, EK and I were talking about. Guys who whip out their wangs on women. Please tell me you titled it, Who Wants to See My Penis? No, it's, it's I titled it, uh, Whipping Out Your Johnson. Whipping Out Your Johnson. Yeah, so. All right. Yeah, go check that out. Search for the Madman Lowercase on YouTube. So that was my weekend, basically. 
And your uh, weekend was thinking about penises. No, not really. Whipping out penises. Yeah, there was penis on the mind. The the thing is, is that when you do a Google search for that word, it, it's scary. All right, especially if you're looking for images to use for your video. Okay. <laughs> and even before I typed it in, I was I was sitting there thinking, do I really want to hit enter? I know it's going to come up. And I don't I don't know if I want to do this. I did anyway and it's burned into my mind and uh Yay, internet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish I wish I hadn't googled the word penis. <laughs> <laughs> and looking specifically for images is the the, the thing oh, about oh, it. Of course, of course. Only thing worse, I think, is if you uh, Google search images for blue waffles. I don't know. No, we should do that. Like things you should not search for on the internet. Yeah, but the research on that I think would fry us both. <laughs> this is our last episode of Shock Monkey Radio because I can't do it anymore. I've seen too much shit. Yeah, I wouldn't know how to do the research. <laughs> yeah. It's best me up, man. I I can't do it anymore. Okay, there's uh, one subject I want to start with here, and this is uh, rest in peace, Anthony Bourdain. Uh, I'm surprised, you know, uh, I told you about it. Yeah, I had no it, idea. You had no idea that he hung himself, I believe, in Paris. I don't have a news article in front of me or anything, but uh, he was one of those few guys that had a show on the cooking channel on cooking channels that mm-hmm. my parents watch and stuff like that, and, uh, that well, I actually also, enjoyed. Uh, the, the travel channel. Travel channel, yeah. Because that's the kind of stuff like my parents watch. And so, and he was like one of the only guys I really liked. Thought he was cool. And I thought it's a shame. I'm sure a lot of us do. Absolutely. And so I just want to let you know, and it's like, if Anthony could have seen like the outpouring of response you know, all over the world. Uh, I think he would have reconsidered. And I think you should reconsider if you're thinking about hurting yourself. Because you'd, you'd be surprised how many people care about you. And uh, I know I certainly was. Because I've been there. I've tried to kill myself. And ever since then, I've been like, please don't do that. Uh, it's It's stupid. It's selfish. It's... It's a permanent solution to a temporary problem. And I, uh, additionally, along with my treatment for major depressive disorder and so forth, um, I found out that a lot of people who had served in the military have uh, tried or successfully killed themselves. And that's terrifying to me. Um, it's not like I was a veteran. It's not like I saw any action. I just think living in the military for four years is enough to give anybody PTSD. And I've met a lot of combat vets who have agreed. And so, uh, but combat vets should not be the ones coming home and thinking about killing themselves. Because no. they've done so much for this country. And you shouldn't be the kind of guy who's not getting a job, who's getting screwed over by the VA. And you got to understand, it's like that kind of stuff plays into it. Mm-hmm. So look out for each other. I mean... There's millions of people like Anthony Bourdain. There's people that are important to you in your life. There are strangers out there hearing my voice, and you're important to me. You know, if you feel like you need someone to talk to, you go ahead and email me, madman at fxbgpr.com. I don't check it every day, but I'll check it. You know, if you need somebody to talk to, I'll be the guy you can talk to. So. Yeah, I'm right there with you buddy if anyone wants to get a hold of me feel free uh they don't have me on uh, the email system right now i'm still working on getting my social media presence out there for you all uh get a hold of the man man he'll get a hold of me himself and i'm gonna break character for a second and not make a joke for once yeah there's a lot of problems in life but like the buddhists say man nothing is permanent nothing in this universe is permanent everything is temporary Whatever your darkness you're going through, you will find the light again. There's nothing worth killing yourself over. Because you're not only are you hurting yourself, but you're hurting those who love you. And that should be one of the things that you need to understand. You may not think there's anybody out there who loves you, but there are people who love you. You may, just may not see it right now because of the clouds you're walking through 
Everyone's trials are different. You may think that you're alone, but you're not. There's always somebody out there, and there's always a reason. Please find the help that you need. Okay, I'm really depressed now. You want to bring it up a little bit? Let's do it. Go Caps. They won the Stanley Cup. (laughs) I mean, that is so awesome. I mean, I don't even like hockey, but I just love the celebrations that have been going on since they got back from Vegas. Right. I mean, and it's all over the news, and people are, like, flocking downtown. They're going to go see them. What, they were on the Tonight Show, or? or, You asking the wrong one. Yeah. I don't keep up with hockey, nor do I know any of the players or anything like that. I don't watch a Tonight Show. But I just love seeing all these clips on the local news with people lifting the, you know, players and people and, you know, lifting the Stanley Cup and lifting it over their head like they were a Tuscan Raider and uh, a New Hope. You know, what really amuses me about the whole thing is how much uh, attention a pair of tits gets because of the Stanley Cup. How do you mean? You haven't seen the pictures? Uh-uh. Yeah, well, uh, I think it was uh, Ovechkin was holding the trophy, and they're out there celebrating on the ice. There's this woman who just pull, whips her tits out and pushes them up against the glass <laughs> and got caught in a couple of the photos. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what was her goal at that point. I mean, was she just that excited? It's like, oh, my God, I'm so excited. I can't keep my clothes on. Here comes my titties. Or was she trying to actually get the attention of one of these guys? Oh, you won the Stanley Cup. Come get inside me. Here's right, my boobies. Yeah, breed with me. Yeah. I, mean, I, <laughs> I don't get it. That's and funny. The, and the unknown story is woman for, uh, who attends a hockey game gets a ticket for indecent exposure. They, it was Vegas, you know. Yeah, but I think they have certain rules about only certain places can it be done. As you don't walk up and down the strips and there's boobs bouncing around all over the place. Because if there is, I'm moving to Vegas right now. Fuck this show. What I, what I mean is that it's Vegas. People are pretty loose about that anyway. And if you know that, you know, they just, this guy's got the Stanley Cup. He's on the ice. There's going to be all sorts of cameras on him. So, boom. Yeah. <laughs> I remember there was, uh, she we were photobombing at, the Stanley Cup. That's what they're doing. We were at uh, me and my second wife were at this uh, Slipknot concert, and the show hadn't started yet. I think it was in between the opening act and Slipknot themselves, and uh, they had brought the lights up, and there was these two early twenties uh, women up. We were on the uh, what were they called the general admission area, the standing room only, where the mosh pits and everything went down. Right, and these people were up in the bowl. In seats, and these chicks just whipped out their tits, and crowds going nuts. Next thing you know, fucking five security guards come up on them to escort them out of the fucking place. Really? Yeah. Okay. Concerts aren't as fun as they used to be. No, not anymore. But here's the thing that I found hilarious: every guy there with a girl that was in the uh, the general admission area, we all. Put our women up on our shoulders. We all our women flashed at the same time. So there was tits galore in the air, just free and bouncing. It was it was like heaven, man. It was like fucking so, heaven. So it was a concert, okay. So then we get them down, and every one of us, the whole crowd shuffles. All so right. they couldn't find who it was that right. <laughs> got flashed. It's a big fuck you to the security for not uh, for censoring <laughs> the puppies. Everyone loves boobies. Everyone loves boobies. Anyway, congratulations to the Washington Capitals. So proud of you. Yeah, my brother uh, was telling me what was. It? Didn't he have to shave his beard? He did shave his beard. Oh yeah. He finally shaved his beard. But he looks good. Yeah, well, he looks like me, so probably not. <laughs> but uh, it was either Saturday or early Sunday. They went to a Nationals game. Oh yeah. And they went out to throw out the opening pitch, right? And oh yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, they were just supposed to stick there, uh, stick around there for that. And like, by the seventh inning stretch, they should have. All those guys were still there and just partying. pounding yeah, beers. Pound, you're partying, yeah. That's what I love about it. And you know, it makes sense because they don't know when they're going to be together as a group like that again. Yeah. Because nothing gets more dissected than a championship sports team. That That's team true. will not be the same team next year. <laughs> they got true. so many free agents and this, that, and the other. So, yeah, it was like your last hurrah with your buddies before being sh- – uh, Plus, you know, you worked so hard all season long to to win that thing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, by all means, party up. You know, yeah. it's, it's not like you got any more games for a while. <laughs> yeah, no so, doubt. <laughs> so, by all means, you know, like eat cheeseburgers, you know. <laughs> I'm sure, you know, like all these athletes, they have these dietitians and stuff like that. Tell them, don't eat this, don't eat that, you know. Yeah. 
I mean, I understand like games like uh, uh, football and hockey, you know, you want bulky guys. And so, but still, I mean, the, the faster guys you that need to be agile, you know. Right. Now they're just like pounded cheeseburgers. Give me all the cheeseburgers. <laughs> I got four months till I got to start Put them in, in the again. Stanley Cup. Put all the cheeseburgers <laughs> in the Stanley Cup. Fill the Stanley Cup with Budweiser. I'm drinking the whole fucking thing. And that's that's what's interesting about the Stanley Cup is because it is one of the most interesting trophies in all of sports because it's passed around from team to team and stuff like that. And what happens to it over the years, you know, is like uh, it's been reproduced before. You know, and there's all sorts of crazy stories. Like it, it got found at the bottom of some dude's swimming pool. They threw it out on the lake, <laughs> a frozen lake, and they forgot that they and they left it there. And then they Shit. went out. Yeah, they went out and found it, <laughs> still sitting there. And uh, one guy got his dad's name put on the Stanley Cup. Oh wow! <laughs> as, yeah, as like a joke, and it got X'd, X'd out and stuff like that. If you want it, you know, go look up the history of the Stanley Cup because it's really interesting what happens to that thing. And what happens to it over time? Once names get filled up, because the teams get they get their names on the on the trophy mm-hmm. in the year they won, and so, uh, but eventually it fills up, and so they'll have to remove a ring, right. put another one on there, and, <laughs> and that old ring goes to the Hall of Fame. And so, oh, nice. Yeah, and it's a really interesting trophy. You know, and I think huh. it's one of the most interesting prizes in all of sports. Right, because most of them, like the Lombardi Trophy. The team organization gets that, and then it goes to the home stadium. Yeah, and you and keep it, stays it under glass. Yeah, you keep it forever. Right. But the Stanley Cup gets passed around like a, a chick with big boobs in Vegas. Wow, went there. <laughs> well, you brought out the chick with the big boobs who flashed people at the Stanley Cup. Yeah, but Cup. I didn't talk mention her being passed around like a piece of meat. Good lord, we're okay, gonna have feminists. Okay, shame on me. We're shame gonna have on feminists me. Destroying us. Shame on me. That's my bad. Anyway, uh, I watched this video. How about it passed around like herpes at a college party. There you go. All right, that's a little bit better. Is it though? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. I'm not the judge of all mankind. Uh, nor that, am I. That's. I was just saying. It that's the best disgusting. thing about not being God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that not having to make the highlight. Reel. You don't have to judge anybody. You don't have to judge anybody. Or make the highlight reel. Yeah. Everyone got gets a highlight reel. Um. So, I was watching, you know, Because Science with Kyle Hill. We've talked about him before. Yeah, I'm behind on my yeah. episodes. And so, uh, he has this one where it's, yeah, is the X-Files agent Mulder crazy? Yes, yes he is. Well, yeah. Uh, I think that's obvious. And uh, he's talking about conspiracy theories and people who believe in conspiracy theories and the science behind it. Crazy like a fox. <laughs> Mulder. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. That was a pretty good pun. Is that a pun? I think so. I think so. Yeah. Anyway, um, go go look for his video because I love it because it su- sums up everything I have researched when it comes to conspiracy theories. Um, the reason my conspiracy uh, videos that I have on my YouTube channel, channel Mad Men Lowercase, um, they don't get a whole lot of hits. And I think the reason is because I'm a skeptic, you know, I, plus I've actually researched things. Mm-hmm. And... This video kind of sums up everything I've learned. Is just that the issue is not the conspiracy itself, because you can say that uh, it's like government said came out. It was like some guy made a mistake and he said, "Yeah, we think it's a crashed UFO." Papers run with it, you mm-hmm. know. Then they come back and it's like you were an idiot if you said if you thought that was a UFO. That's a weather balloon, moron. Right. And so they have a press conference. They show them what they found. It's a friggin' weather balloon. Then, you know, the, it's like, oh, it's a cover-up. It's a conspiracy. And so, I mean, even if you debunk something, they're just like, see, it's more of the cover-up. Mm-hmm. And so it, the issue is not that the conspiracy is uh, a real thing. The issue is, is that it's about the mind of the person who is viewing it and, and the distrust in their mind. Right. You know, it's like, I, I, the government that big, they got to be doing something shady, you know. All, all these rich people meeting in the Bohemian Grove. What's up with that? You think they're just burning a wood now? It's the having lo- a barbecue. Yeah, it's okay. It's the Illuminati, yeah. man. Exactly. And the issue is, is that if you're if you were inclined to believe one conspiracy, you're more likely to believe in more. All right. For example, my cousin, who lives many many states away, had no idea that I've been started. I started a YouTube channel, and he loves conspiracies. 
and he's just sitting there watching conspiracy videos over and over again. He's one of these guys who believes every freaking conspiracy. And so he's just you know watching the next video. He's like, okay, what's this? So let's talk about another JFK video. Okay. JFK. And then he's like, this voice is familiar. Hey, that's my cousin. And so he like texted me. He's like, hey, man, I didn't know you had a YouTube channel and stuff like that. And he's like, I haven't talked to you in a while. It's okay to call you? And I was like, yeah. And so he calls me, and then he just started talking about conspiracy theories. Oh. Like he wanted to have a conversation with me about he, it. And it. He didn't want to catch up. He just was like, there's a guy with a YouTube channel who's talking about conspiracy theories. I don't know, but I'm related to him. <laughs> no, it wasn't like that. It's just that. Oh, but he, that's what was going on in his mind. Uh, he was like, <laughs> he was like, uh, he wanted to talk about conspiracy theories because my videos are skeptical. I'm just like, I'm sorry. I just don't believe that nonsense. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think I've I've seen any conspiracy theory that's ever been proven true. All right. So it, and if you're sitting there at home shaking your head, but, but, but if you're like that at home, I challenge you to send me an email, madman at fxbgpr.com. And uh, you say, it's like, but how can you say that if, and then give me a conspiracy theory. I'll spend a week or two. I'll sit there and I'll say, I'll look up all the information to debunk it for you. Because science. (laughs) Uh, I was going to say, because bullshit. Because (laughs) madman. And so uh, that's, that's the challenge I pose to you this week. If you think that there is one in convertible or what's what's the word I'm looking for? Obvious conspiracy or that has has been proven before. Go Ir- ahead. Irrefutable go ahead. proof. Irrefutable proof of a conspiracy, then go ahead, send me an email, and I'll find a way to call you a liar. Ooh. Nothing like alienating the five listeners we got. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. The issue is is that people want the video to play into their conspiracy theories. You know, that's why my videos don't get a whole lot of views. People like the conspiracy videos that are more popular that talk about, and then the government did this. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the steel. But they say that the jet fuel isn't... Is not hot enough to burn through the steel, but it collapsed anyway. There were demolitions at the bottom. It comes straight. Yeah, I just need one to focus on, and I will tell you all how dumb it is to believe in conspiracy theories. King of the skeptics. That's me, the bad man. Uh, So I have a little segment here set aside for Heel Hippie's Garden. All right. You have anything? Yeah. Let's do it. Do it! Water. Is water a creative force or a destructive force? Yes, it's all of that. Is it a good thing or a bad thing? Water of life. It's one of the most stable and interesting uh, elements that is, what is it, molecules that Mm. exist. Yes. And uh, over time, it can cut through rock. Yes. Um, It can freeze and destroy steel. When expanding, if you fill up like a steel box mm-hmm. with water and you freeze it, it'll destroy it. It's an amazing thing. Even the Bible called it the water of life. You know, without water in a habitable zone, liquid water, mm-hmm. life cannot survive. It's either too close to sun and the water evaporates. Too far away from it and the water freezes. Mm-hmm. Is that the kind of stuff you're talking about? Yes. Exactly. Okay, well, uh, let's hear your spin on it. Exactly what I was going at. Water is neither a good thing nor a bad thing. Like the world, like the universe itself. There is no good or evil. It is creative, destructive. Anything can be good or evil at both times. Water. Rain, specifically. Something that I, as a mushroom hunter, usually love to see. I'm so fucking sick of the rain. It's not even funny, man. (laughs) Holy shit. We can't get a dry day out here. California's begging for rain. Can we ship it out there somehow? <laughs> Could outsource that. Yeah, that rain. come on. Let's outsource this shit to fucking uh, California. This is ridiculous. Grasses are going nuts. I mean, at work, you know, I work construction. We're out in a 
fucking mud pit. Yeah. A straight up mud pit. We have to take separate shoes to work <laughs> to get in the vehicles. And once we get there, you put on your muddy boots, go to work. When you get back to your car, you take off your muddy boots, put them in a garbage sack. Yeah. You got to spend you, an hour cleaning them yeah. later that night. Yeah. And that's the pitch of it. Like, there's so much crap on the ground. Let's face it. Framers, specifically, you know, the trade I'm in, framing, drywall, full acoustical ceilings. We are some dropsy motherfuckers. Yeah. We're cutting off pieces of metal, throwing them off to the side. Or, depending on how big of our tool pouches are, we're fucking screwing uh, screws around like Johnny Appleseed. Right. And you're, <laughs> you're going to step on a screw. You're going to step on a piece of metal, and you're going to cut into your boot, whether you realize you've done this or not. Yeah. Until you find that mud puddle. <laughs> ah, fuck. Yeah. Now I've got wet feet. Yeah. And you know how long it takes to dry the inside of a boot? Yeah. A long fucking time. I was in the military, I know. I haven't had dry feet at work in a week and oh, a half. That sucks. <laughs> We've actually had so much rain that forest mushrooms have been growing in the backyard outside here of the studio. Yeah. I can't get to them fast enough to pick them. <laughs> so these, much rain. There's particular mushrooms are growing so fast. Okay. They're teeny tiny. Give them a day or two. It rains. They've expanded to full size, and the rain has destroyed them. I, they're not even worth taking. They're so saturated and waterlogged. Yeah. Yeah, fun guy. Water, such a beautiful, loving, life-giving thing, but so destructive Can't at the same it, time. Yeah. The local river out here, the Rappahannock, there's parts on it just if you cross the Falmouth Bridge, or the bridge over, even the one over 95 that crosses it, there's spots on that river where it's typically just a small little creek, basically. Yeah. But it's right now, it's got class three rapids. Yeah. It's fucking ridiculous, man. Yeah, it's, it's, and that's it's a shallow what, river. It's a shallow river. You know? And that's just what I wanted to point out to everyone is like something that is life-giving can also be destructive. Sometimes you get too much of what you want. Sometimes what we think we need is not what we need at the time. Take everything... And look at it a little bit farther and see both the good and the bad in it. But that's what I mean. Is like when you think of the Grand Canyon, that thing was shaped by glaciers melting. Mm-hmm. That's just water running from down, running downhill. Yes, that's it. Uh, there's this, uh... and because there's so much melting in that area, I mean, it it shaped the land because mm-hmm. the uh, when the ice was growing, it would like destroy the land. Right shape mountains and stuff in the separate, north. It would separate the rocks. Exactly. Uh, there's a, a state park in uh, northern Illinois called Starved Rock. If you're ever in that area, it's a beautiful place to check out. It's got all type of all types of ravines and canyons that were cut out just by tributaries from when the glaciers were pulling back and the water runoff down to the Illinois River. Yeah. And it's just amazing to see, as you can walk into these canyons now, and they're, they've got tri- hiking trails to them, and you can just see how the water had flowed, and you just see where, like, all right, there was a pool right here at one time from just the way the rock curves, because you can see it here, and all of a sudden there's a big old cut into it to where it's like, yep, that water oh, yeah. was just sitting there pooling and curling. And it's one of the neatest things I've ever seen. Plus... And there's one canyon called the Illinois Canyon where you could take the studio, the house the studio is in, put it together four times end to end. One guy looking at one rock face, another guy looking at the other rock face, and speak at a normal speaking voice. Oh, because of the acoustics of it. Uh-huh. Yeah, and because the way water shapes things uh-huh. shapes it in that way. Right. And it sounds like that person's talking to you right next to you. Yeah. It's cool as hell, man. That's just the natural thing of water mm-hmm. you know and i think you're right was like water is one of the most interesting things when people talk about the holy trinity you know father son and holy ghost mm-hmm. father is your hydrogen okay or is it oxygen h2o sorry the oxygen father is the oxygen and the son and the holy ghost are your hydrogen yeah. <laughs> the holy trinity the holy trinity <laughs> nice and you could do so much with water Yes, you can. Uh, you can. They use water in nuclear reactors. You know. Oh yeah, the cooling tanks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's so many things you could do with water. 
And peanuts, like George Washington Carver. You ever th- imagine thinking about peanuts that long? Did Water, say, I can understand. George I, Washington Carver. Yeah, I'm. I heard you say something completely different. I'm. I'm just not going there. I'm, my brain's not ready for that. But no, I cannot sit there. Imagine sitting there and thinking so much about peanuts that I could figure out a way to make peanut butter. Make, make millions of inventions. Yeah, is I love peanuts so much, but how can I get butter to taste like peanuts? Because peanuts are inconvenient to eat. <laughs> but peanut butter's delicious. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Thank you, George Washington Carver. Especially if you get the peanut butter with honey added. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's the best kind. Chunky, chunky honey. Yeah, that's chunky nice. Chunky honey. <laughs> uh, that sounded dirty. That <laughs> sounded very dirty. <laughs> Shout out to all you BBWs out there. <laughs> hey, have you seen that movie, Thor Ragnarok? I have. Okay, well, I rewatched it again, and uh, after we saw the movie, we came on our show, and I, you know, I panned it, and of course, Tom was like, oh, "It was okay." You didn't I, like it. I didn't like it. The jokes at the beginning, particularly at the beginning, mm-hmm. half of the film, uh, really turned me off, and it's, I couldn't even notice how cool the the title card was, and it was. The title card was a ve- had a very like late seventies, early eighties vibe to it, like right. style to it, and I didn't even notice that because I was too pissed off at the s- dumbass Thor spinning jokes, mm-hmm. right? And I couldn't even see that. And then I didn't notice it was like I was just waiting for another bad joke. But then during action scenes, you got this synth pop kind of musical yeah. soundtrack, and I didn't even notice it because that's the kind of shit people were listening to while they're sitting there reading their comic books. Growing up, they're listening to the synth pop and mm-hmm. read up reading Thor Ragnarok. This story's cool, man. <laughs> yeah, he's on this world called it's a planet. It's uh, the Grand Master. He's like, it's a car. <laughs> and I guess I was just so mad I didn't notice any of that. Um, you remember a uh, uh, Korg's the little keyboard? The keyboards are all called Korg, especially in the oh yeah, like late eighty, uh, early eighties, and. Late seventies, mm-hmm. and then there's a character in the movie called Korg, called Korg, who is the absolute funniest character I've ever seen in a Marvel movie. Right, and I missed that because I was a little pissed off. All right, and he's got tons of great lines. You know, it's like yeah, you know, I was going to start a revolution, but I didn't print up enough pamphlets. <laughs> Only my mom and her boyfriend come, but I didn't like him. You know, he's got he's hey got guys, all the best you? lines. He's, it was, it, what is that? Is that What's that growing off you? Is that an egg? <laughs> Looks like an egg. <laughs> He's got all the best lines. The was it one of the race that Korg belongs to is actually in one of the previous Thor movies. I'm not sure if it's the Dark World or the first one, but there Thor's in this battle because it opens up with the battle scene and Thor's just whooping ass with the heroes three, and now the giant rock monster comes out and Thor just. Takes it out with one swing of the hammer. Right. That's the same race that Corbin oh, was yeah. to. Well, uh, there was <laughs> there was one scene where he was sitting there talking about uh, Thor was talking about his hammer, and he's like, "Yeah, I kind of missed my hammer because I got destroyed by Hela." And he's like, "I could, you know, I could I'd spin it real fast and I throw it and it pulled me off." Uh, Your hammer pulls you off? (laughs) And that's what Korg says. Your hammer pulls you off? (laughs) And this is where his mind is going, you know? Yeah. (laughs) This is where his mind is going. And Thor's just like, yeah, I miss the hammer and stuff like that. Well, I think he had a pretty pretty intimate relationship with his hammer. And now that it's gone, you know, you kind of miss it. (laughs) Just thinking what Korg must be thinking about Thor and his hammer. What that's all about. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> it's thinking it's like, how does that work? <laughs> Everybody's got their fetishes, Korg. I guess, I guess. That's the only thing. Thor's is his hammer. But that's what I mean. He was all accepting. I mean, as soon as <laughs> Thor got in there, you know, he's talking to him like real friendly. You know, he's right. very accepting and stuff like that. And he starts just strolling around the circle. Thor thinks he's going to run around and the boom. Yeah, it's like a freaky circle. Mm-hmm. You know, Loki shows up just to talk with Thor, right? And then he disappears. He goes, piss off. Piss off, ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to miss new Craig. <laughs> uh, uh, Doug. Doug. Yeah, Doug Doug said he was going to beat, beat him. Oh, where's Doug? Oh, Doug's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Sound just like Doug. So long, new Doug. (laughs) 
He had all the best lines. And the best lines is when he'd come up to somebody, he'd save somebody, you know, with this group. This is me, you know, my friend. Mm-hmm. And he'd come up to, hey, we've got, we're about to get on this ginormous ship and get out of here. You want to come with? Right. And he even does it to Loki. I mean, this is like, ba- he's basically a, like a philanthropist, you know. Because, yeah. Like, I want to save everybody, you know. And then even he, he stepped on Meek. Right, he's carrying the body. He thought he killed him, and he's just carrying him around. And then, like at the end of the movie, he's like, "Oh, oh, Meek's alive! <laughs> Meek's alive!" Anybody? What was your question again, bro? <laughs> he got all the best lines, and his name was Korg. He just had that laid back, nothing bothered him attitude. Yeah, just chill with everybody, you know. By far the best character in that movie. Yeah. I just yeah, I just want to mention that may have been a little harsh when I first reviewed it, and so. Uh, you can also go, like, I did a, a different review, a longer review on our Facebook page. So look on Facebook for Shock Monkey Radio Redux. And you, if you want to read more on that, you can. Righteous. You can. You can. You should. You could. Um, so EK and I were talking about uh, trying to do unbiased news headlines. Unbiased news headlines. Yeah. That means we'd have to do the journalistic work ourselves. That's right. This is very hard. And so I want to read these three headlines I got that are completely unbiased. And I want, at the end, we can discuss, A, if it is unbiased, and B, the biased things you want to say about any of these these headlines. All right. Because <laughs> this is pretty hard to actually be unbiased. Hashtag fairness doctrine. President Trump met with Kim Jong-un in Singapore. All right. Next one. <laughs> CNN's Jim Acosta asked questions of the president and the North Korean leader, Kim Jong-un. All right. Last one. Dennis Rodman claims Kim Jong-un was willing to talk to the U.S. five years ago. All right. Now, do you think that those were unbiased? First two, yes. Third one, no. Dennis Rodman claims. Is that it? The claims? No. Why? Tell me. It's just the fact that they're making a post about he that this guy might have been uh, willing to talk to him. I uh, talked to the U.S. years ago. But Dennis Rodman went over there and like hung out with the guy. Who the fuck is Dennis Rodman to make any, uh, you know, political? Talks for the U.S. Because he was, like, the only American that's ever, like, been invited. That should tell us everything we didn't know about them right there. <sighs> You're so harsh. So mean. But the th- it's really hard. It's like President Trump met with Kim Jong-un in Singapore. That seems anyth- very unbiased. It's anything, just a statement of fact. But There's anything, no spin. But, I mean, any anything following that is, like, you know, people pissed off about what, they, what he said, you know? Right. There's so much... Angst. Yeah, just opinion everywhere. And so we wanted to do these unbiased news headlines just to challenge ourselves in terms of how do we, how do you really make unbiased news? You state a fact. And these are like facts. President Trump met, that's what, that's what happened. What they talk about, then it gets tricky. Right. Then it gets tricky. CNN's Jim Acosta. Did he go too far? That seems what the articles are really about. Did he go too far? Maybe. Considering they're already <laughs> bashing him for what he did in Canada. Oh, are you talking about Trump in Canada? Yeah. I read and started to read a news article the other morning. Before, oh, it was yesterday morning. Or was it Sunday? I can't remember. Whatever day that he was supposed to meet with uh, Mr. Un. That uh, no matter what happens in Korea, what Trump did in Canada will have the most long-lasting effects on the United States. Uh, how can you make a claim like that? You, you don't know. You don't that. know. That's Yeah, that's the opinion. That's why I stopped reading that article. <laughs> that's opinion. And there's so much opinion. It's hard to truly be unbiased and create content. You know, and I'm I blame social media for a lot of that because now every asshole thinks that they uh, with social media that their opinion matters, 
and you give somebody in a news outlet like that the ability to express their opinion. Well, I'm so-and-so from this news agency. People listen to me, so I'm going to say what I think is correct because that's how I see the story. And how I see the story is how everyone should see the story. I'm Jim no, Acosta. just report the fucking facts and let people decide for the goddamn selves. I'm Jim Acosta from CNN. Trust me. Whatever. No, unless you're a unicorn shitting out rainbow sherbet and throwing golden horseshoes that makes everybody's life magical and perfect, I don't give a fuck what you have to say. Just tell me the facts. I wouldn't. And I will make my own decisions. I would not eat that ice cream. Nobody said you had to. But I'll, I'll take a horseshoe, a golden horseshoe. I would eat that unicorn's rainbow sherbet shit all day long. I'll leave you to it then. You can go ahead. All day long. Without a spoon, I just get in there like a piggy and some slop. Please, please stop. Please stop. You want to get into the news worth knowing to change the subject? No, I want to get into some rainbow sherbet unicorn shit. Maybe later when we find a unicorn. All right. Oh my god. The news worth knowing. Brave mother. Why did he put that in quotes? <laughs> Brave mother uses taco to distract fake cop terrorizing family. Police say. Sounds complicated, right? Uh, yeah. I'm All surprised right. he was subdued by a taco. <laughs> Who wouldn't be? A California woman was praised for her mama bear instincts after she distracted a gun-toting fake cop who was terrorizing her husband and four children on Sunday by simply offer, offering him a taco, the police said. Family was enjoying carne asada taco. Carne asada. Carne asada tacos and soda from a food truck in the city of industry in Los Angeles County around 6.30 p.m., when a, quote, dangerous stranger approached the family and began terrorizing them. Uh, police said in a news release on Monday, the family had stopped to get food after a day at the water park. The man, identifying as Juan Rodriguez, allegedly claimed to be an undercover cop and flashed his gun and concealed, uh, concealed on his waistband and flashed a badge in an attempt to prove his identity, the police said. The mother, however, saw right through the disguise, police said. The mother instantly began to put together a plan uh, to distance her husband, three daughters, and toddler who have been buckled in a, uh, his car seat inches away from the man with a gun, police said. The mother, mother was going for the taco tactic offered by, <laughs> and offered the 38-year-old suspect a taco to hold him, so she needed to get, grab napkins from the food truck. <coughs> the taco tactic. <laughs> the man with the gun continued to flash his gun and ransacked through the mother's purse as he as she walked away. The news release started. My goodness, stated. My bad. The mother approached customers at the taco truck, told them not to look back, and told them that a man with a gun was threatening her family. The taco truck employees and customers immediately called 911. Police found Rodriguez standing next to the family's van when they arrived at the scene. Rodriguez allegedly tried to escape by tossing his gun in the van and trying to get in. <laughs> Idiot. Uh, deputies were able to detain the suspect before anything further occurred. Uh, they recovered the gun and made sure all family members were unharmed, police said. Rodriguez was charged, charged with child endangerment, impersonation of an officer, and he had outstanding warrants. Oh, he's going away for a while. I hope so. What a dipshit. And you will not get no good tacos. Last taco, man. Last taco. Taco Tuesday. Taco in tactics. jail is not as good as you think it's going to be brother i'm sorry but taco tactics you know <laughs> the in the uh fxbg pirate gamers group that we're starting next uh next week well tomorrow i will be playing a character of latino descent i will have to remember the taco tactics and use them efficiently actually it's two weeks from now we're still playing star wars again i thought we were starting the uh no not till next week i was completely that's something new to me i thought we were good uh, yeah starting. we're doing uh yeah our, our game master for the Star Wars game wanted to do one more. Oh, well, yeah. son of a bitch. I didn't have to rush. Yep. I didn't rush either. I uh, did. I'm, I'm, oh, that's what I'm yeah. prepared. I rushed. I didn't rush. Um, Kraft Heinz paying kids slapped with lemonade stand fines. I don't know if you've what? heard any of these news stories. Uh, kids are, have been getting busted by and fined by cops running a neighborhood lemonade stand. Uh, this has been happening. Uh, uh, whoa! This article changed right in front of me. Kids are getting busted. Kids getting busted and fined by cops for running neighborhood lemonade stands without permits could come to an end this summer, thanks to food 
giant Kraft Heinz. The brand's Country Time Lemonade Unit announced Thursday that it will personally defend and pay for any fines that children get for trying to sell the summertime drink. We recently came across the story of a kid getting her lemonade stand shut down for legal reasons, which we, which had to have been an urban myth. After looking into it and seeing even more instances, we realized these weren't myths. They were real stories. Adam Butler, general manager for, Be- for Beverage and Nuts for Kraft Heinz, told Fox Business. Just last week, three brothers, ages 2 to 6, from Stapleton, Colorado, got their lemonade stand shut down by Denver cops after several vendors at a nearby arts festival called the police to complain the kids were undercutting their prices. The brothers, who didn't have a temporary vending permit, were told that they were violating city policy and needed to shut down their business. The boys were trying to raise money for non-profit child advocacy ministry called Compassion International that supports children in poverty. Quote, I was surprised and shocked that all this was necessary for a child's lemonade stand, the boy's mother told the Denver Post. When I think back to my childhood, I had lemonade stands all the time. It never occurred to me that it wouldn't be okay for my kids to do the same. But according to Butler, this summer will be different. The fifth largest food and beverage company in the world, with a market cap of $71 billion, said it will it has created a legal aid, ADE, <laughs> <laughs> unit that is on hand to help kids and their parents fight any legal woes or fines associated with their lemonade stands. Quote, any child fined for uh, running a lemonade stand without a permit can have his or her uh, parent apply for reimbursement. To apply, simply upload the image of your child's permit or fine along with a description of what your lemonade stand means to your child in his or her own words, the company said in the statement. That's all they want. Nice. Each submission will then be reviewed by the Country Time Lemonade's team, and if it complies with the terms, the company will cover the permit, fee, or fine up to $300. Additionally, it will donate up to $500,000 to help kids with entrepreneurial pursuits next year and beyond. Quote, go ahead, kids. Run your lemonade stands. Country Time Legal Aid is on your side and will protect you. When life hands you the outdated laws, make lemonade and get legal aid, (laughs) the company said. So, this is an ad for Country Time Lemonade, if you ask me. Yeah. And I don't mind. And good on them, man. I mean, what the... This is... You know, this right here, and I might get a little political on this, and I'm sorry, but this is the reason why they put the Second Amendment in the Constitution. When governments <laughs> overstepped their fucking boundaries, we had the ability to rise up. Now, mind you, we have already fucked that ability completely up. But you're not saying, like, shoot a cop that's trying to shut down a kid's no, lemonade stand, right? No. Okay. <laughs> not at all. No. Please respect your police officers. But government's overstepped its bounds. A little bit there. A little bit. <laughs> I had a lemonade stand as a kid, did you? I, I did, too. I <laughs> made the lemonade. I made sweet tea, which we just called tea, but. <laughs> <laughs> I lived in the South. I know. I know. You know. That's uh, unsweet tea. Uh, um, maybe. No. Give, give me a minute. We, we got water. We ain't got that. We got water. <laughs> How do you make unsweet tea? You don't put the sugar in it. What? What's that's wrong not, with you? That's not tea. What did your mommy and daddy do to you? All oh, right. honey, gee, you just need Jesus. <laughs> we all do. We all do. Uh, uh, girl, nine years old. Let's see this one. Sent to rehab after refusing to stop playing Fortnite. And wedding herself. I've heard. Uh, well, I shouldn't say I've heard the story. I saw the. Uh, I saw it come across my news feed, and yeah. I just passed it. A nine-year-old girl in the UK was sent to rehab after she wet herself while refusing to stop playing the popular video game Fortnite. The unidentified girl reportedly downloaded the game after she received an Xbox One in January and quickly became hooked. "Quote: She was so hooked to the game that she wouldn't even go to the toilet." The girl's mother told the Sunday People. My husband saw her light on in the in the night and found her sitting on a urine-soaked cushion playing the game. The parents said her their daughter started showing aggressive behavior after becoming hooked on the game. She would fall asleep in school and become aggressive with her peers. Her parents also said she discovered charges amounting to $67 a month to Microsoft and the family's credit card statement. After the girl's father tried to take away the Xbox, she reportedly slapped him across the face for attempting to take the console. Quote, over the last two months, I've been contacted by dozens of parents with children as young as eight showing signs of addiction to Fortnite, Steve Pope counselor told The Mirror. I urge every parent out there 
to know what this game can do and how it sucks young children in can, and can ruin lives. Oh, my God. The girl's mother said. Yeah, a little too far. Fox News. Uh, the popular online game was downloaded by 150 million people internationally last year, uh, reported by the Washington Post. The game is popular with celebrities such as Drake and Boston Red Sox pitcher David Prince Price, who was diagnosed with carpal tunnel syndrome in May after reportedly playing Fortnite for too many hours. Yeah. That's well, not addiction. That's bad parenting. Yeah. That's bad parenting. Yeah. I'm sorry. I have Fortnite. Yeah. It's it's a uh, it's okay. Yeah. It's not that great. Yeah. I mean, it's but, no Skyrim. But I mean, uh, uh, for my generation, it was EverQuest. Now, you Fortnite players out there, you may not know what EverQuest was, but this is one of the best, vi- the first massive multiplayer online role playing MMORPGs. Game. Yeah, that. All of a sudden, you started getting news stories based upon some person who's locked himself in a room, been playing EverQuest for so long that he's become dangerous to their health. Mm-hmm. Uh, people, you can complain all you want that like Grand Theft Auto or something like that. There's too much violence involved, too much criminality involved, and that's dangerous to kids. But uh, a game that's so immersive that doesn't makes you doesn't let you leave. I mean, I played EverQuest when it was hot, and all my friends were playing EverQuest, and all we were talking about at work. Was, was pl- EverQuest. EverQuest and what we're going to do once we get off work and go and play EverQuest. I get it. But we, I was in the Navy when this was going on. Uh-oh. So there was a couple of guys that were doing the EQ thing who, I don't stop showering. Uh. You know, always never leaving the room, constantly ordering food, getting pissed off when the food arrives, asking somebody else, could you go down and get it? I'm in the middle of this, this raid. I'm trying to do this thing. I mean, I understand that that kind of obsession can exist in young adults and kids when it comes to gaming. But I was lucky in the Navy because in the Navy, the Navy's like your parents. And your parents would come to you and it's like, we've noticed that all of you have been playing this game EverQuest. And we've been having some problems with some of our sailors because of this game. So we're asking you to moderate it before we do something you know and if you're a kid in i mean being in the navy as an adult is a poor example to being a kid with your parents but your parents your parents should take that game away from you if it's consuming your life like that right it's easy to fall into that trap and so you're right that is a matter of bad parenting and uh once yeah once you start pissing on your furniture just to avoid getting up yeah uh, nah, nah. See, I've got really big uh, back because I was been an off on again off again gamer from across con- uh, the Xbox console, the original Nintendo, PC, you know, on and off throughout my adult life and my childhood. Once I got became an adult and started getting back into video games because my child had been born, we started stabilizing ourselves as a family. You know, we weren't living paycheck to paycheck. I could afford to spend, you know, that $60 to buy that game. So right. let's say I bought Morrowind for the, the PC. It was right. one of the ones I was really highly addict, uh, addicted to, quote unquote. I would spend a lot of hours on it. You know what kept me from, you know, I'd get home from work and spend some time with my kid, spend some time with my wife. I'd do the dinner thing, be the dad, be the husband. Then I'd have a couple hours to game in the evening before I went to bed. You know what kept me from, okay, I'm going to be up all night, paying how much I can. Bills. Yeah. I had to pay because, you know what, I'm an adult. I had to work. You're a kid. School is your job. That's what you got to do. And if there's somebody like, in this case, a child who is supposed to be doing that, and they've got their children. They can't make the proper decisions yet. We are the adults. We are neither the sail to push them there, the wind to push the sail to get them there, or the anchor holding them back. We are the light showing them the way. And you know what? If they're going off course, take away either the wind or the anchor that's put, uh, preventing them from going the direction that they need yeah. to. Pay take t- that Xbox. Yeah. You know, turn off the internet. You Pay attention can, to what your kids are doing. You know what yeah. you can do at night? Say, okay, we're it's 9 o'clock at night. It's time for the kid to go to bed. Yep. Shut off the internet. Shut off the internet. Mm-hmm. And it's not that hard to do. 
And if they throw a tantrum, that's on you how you want to discipline them from there. Right. But there was, it was, what happened to me, I got spanked. Yeah, same here. I became a madman. I don't think one has anything to do with the other. No. But I want to move on to this next story. Dozens of pencils, seven tweezers found inside an inmate's birth canal, reports the Georgia Sheriff's Office. This must be a female. Yes. Pencils, tweezers, and hairpins were discovered inside a female inmate this week, according to the Georgia Sheriff's Office. The writing utensils were captured in a snap on the Oconee County Sheriff's Office put on Facebook Thursday. This morning, this is a quote, this morning a female inmate came to us from Emanuel County State Pen, the Sheriff's Office said. Per policy, we searched her and pulled this out of her uh, birth canal. (laughs) Seven pairs of tweezers and bobby pins were also discovered, the office added. In the comments section, the Sheriff's Office uh, explained how the objects may be used. Uh, Bobby pins and tweezers can be improvised into tools to open handcuffs. Uh, Pens and pencils and markers... Because she good, I guess. Because she good, I guess. Well, <laughs> you did something to write with. You can sharpen, sharpen them the weapons, you know. Well, there's that. But, you know, they do sell pen, uh, colored pencils and markers and stuff like that yeah. on in the canteen. Right. Maybe she just didn't have the funds to pay for them. Right. And, you know, she knew that, like, some counties of uh, facilities will not accept things from the canteen from other facilities. So she just wanted her drawing utensils in order to give herself something to do. But she knew that they would be taken yeah. away if they found them. Yeah, I'll but. continue. One person here said in part, it, I've worked in a lot of jails and prisons. I've never heard of a black market for pencils. <laughs> the sheriff's office chimed in. They're used for tattoos as well. Uh, they mix the lead with spit and wa- or water. Ew. So you can knock out a prison tat. Or piss. Ew. Another Facebook user called the post about as inappropriate a post as by a public servant I've ever seen. Can't please everyone, the sheriff's office responded. (laughs) Different user asked about pencils being forbidden. uh, Are pencils contraband, they asked. Yes, jail issue pens only. They aren't good for stabbing. The sheriff's office answered. A separate commenter asked about the cavity search that was performed. Oh, God. Is that usually a place you search, the person said. (laughs) How do you think they responded? Yes. Yes, every time, the sheriff's office Exclaimed. Of course. It's a natural pocket. Right. That's why they do, they check the bum on the dudes. Yep. That's a pocket too. Everyone's, that's a pocket everyone's got. Strip down, squat, and cough. Yep. Because there's something up there. If you cough, it'll come out right there. It'll come out. It's science. Um, We'll do a little happy story, heartwarming story as we close out the show. Um, Something close to home. A uh, police officer helps turtle cross the road in a torrential downpour. Like you mentioned, it's been raining like crazy lately. Mm-hmm. Um, a Maryland police officer is winning praise for helping one of the smallest residents in her city. A snapping turtle cross the road in a torrential downpour. Uh, nice. Green, Yeah, Greenbelt resident Carolyn Hammett and her husband had spotted the officer in full uniform standing watch over a struggling turtle. With a megawatt, quote, quote, <laughs> megawatt <laughs> smile on her face. Fox 5 first reported this week. According to the outlet, storms uh, have ravaged the area in recent days, with major rainfall causing flooding. Nevertheless, the weather couldn't damper Master Police Officer Sharnice Hawkins Graham's spirits. The officer was soaking wet and continued to have a gorgeous smile on her face. Hammett told Fox 5, it was quite a beautiful experience. I couldn't believe that she was standing there guarding that turtle in the rain. She added, not many people would do that, regardless of their occupation. She was serving and protecting in every sense of the word. Get on her. Yeah. Hammett's husband soon rushed out to the officer's aid with an umbrella. In the meantime, Hammett and her husband hurried home to get shovels and help move the turtle safe across the, <laughs> ro- the road. The officer thanked us, and we thanked her, and we all went on our way, Hammett told the Dodo, an animal blog, which explained that Hawkins Graham was traveling home from a ceremony when she was alerted about the animal. She was smiling a big, broad smile the entire time and never seemed to care that she was drenched completely through. She was delightful, inspirational, kind. All the things you think police officer should be. I'm just glad this turtle didn't get ran over. Good job, ma'am. Good job. Ooh, callback to a worse story. But I 
I mean, There's I guess nothing against you, Ek. That was a dumbass turtle. I'm. <laughs> I was trying to end on a happy note. <laughs> Turticide? Oh wait, that came out wrong. Turticide. <laughs> Don't know what you mean by that. Yeah. Anyway, this has been Shock Monkey Radio. I'm the Madman, and I love you. I'm the Hill Hippie, wishing you peace and love. And EK doesn't have his mic on, but he is glad he's at back at Master Control where he is the man.